Welcome to the Courage Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Justine Wenzel, entrepreneur, glam girl, and karaoke enthusiast. For over 10 years, I've been teaching women how to become more courageous by pressing into fear so they can step into their purpose. Whether it's me at the microphone solo or I'm sharing the stage with incredible guests, I'm committed to bringing you the best while sharing the truth that will set us all free. Time to wake up and stop giving fear all the power. I'm bringing tangible tips for more peace and authenticity while simultaneously giving you an ab workout as we weave in comedic flair. So buckle up because it's time to live your best life. Hey friends, happy to have you back here. This is episode two. We will be diving into failure today. Ah, Are you scared yet? Well, I'm a little scared because I'm getting major vulnerable on this one with you guys. That's right. If I haven't already in the first episode, just wait till you hear this one. Hope you're here for it. (laughs) When most people go to college, they're not thinking about graduation day and whether they'll be there or not. It just so happens that on my graduation day, I wasn't there. What most people don't know is I wasn't there because I made a major error in judgment six months prior that cost me being able to graduate with the people I had poured my life and time into for over four years. During getting my education, I guess you could say that I went down a not so great path towards the end. It was that one pivotal mistake that cost me so much. But when I look back at it now, I see the bigger picture and I realize that if it had not been for that monumental failure, I would not be where I am today. So I want to tell you that story. My senior year of college, I chose to plagiarize on a paper I was writing for the last class that I needed to graduate. Why I did it? Still don't really know. Laziness. I kind of let things go. I was so close to graduation. And I think at the time I was thinking to myself, well, this happens all the time. People do this. It's not that big of a deal. That's how all bad things start, is this kind of downplaying. But here's the thing. I did get caught. And that one decision I had to pay the price for in more ways than one. Calling my parents and sobbing on the phone to tell them that I was not going to be graduating. What I didn't know was that on the other side of that failure, there was still hope for me. And it's through that situation and so many others that I've grown into a woman who I'm proud to be. Those six months having to leave school, move in with my sister and brother-in-law, were some of the loneliest months of my entire life. And I'm not going to lie, there were times when that failure, I allowed it to define me. I thought that was the end for me. I thought, how could I recover 
from something like this. I had everything going for me. And having to call home and tell my parents what I had done was one of the hardest conversations I've ever had to have. Had I had known that on the other side of this, that God was working on something much bigger, if I had not experienced this large failure, I would have never been in Richmond, Virginia in that six-month period to meet my husband that I met during one of the darkest times in my life. I never said anything or told anyone And it was really one of those things where it was just private to my family because we thought that no one needed to really know what was going on. It was a mistake. It was going to be in the past. And I had to deal with those consequences. But I'll never forget what my dad said to me. This is a large error in judgment. This is a failure. But it doesn't have to be your future. You're going to have to live with the consequences and choose to be better coming on the other side of it. It's hard not to get emotional thinking about reliving and putting myself in those shoes again. But as I'm committed to being a transparent person and one that is very honest and open about where my life is at and where it could have been, I don't know who that person was over 10 years ago. But I'm so glad that I never gave up on her. So I want to talk about when you fail. You know, I grew up in a home where my mom ran a six-figure business, and I ended up making the decision to work alongside her and also have my own business. And I learned more from watching my mom miss goals than I ever did watching her be as successful as she has been. When I was growing up, I always wanted to be a wedding planner, or I kind of wanted to go into advertising like on the creative side to actually make good commercials. Like if you've seen Mad Men, like I wanted to be the girl at Mad Men. Her name's escaping me right now. Peggy? I think her name's Peggy. Yeah, you'll let me know. But the obsession that I had with wedding planning, planning parties, I'm not really sure even where that came from or where I learned about that career choice, but I took my birthday very seriously and still do to the point where I was a master party planner as a child with every intricate detail as a kid. And then like the day before the party, I'd be like, okay, is everything ready? Is everything great? We'd throw off this huge party that I had been planning for the entire year with, I swear, like old school PowerPoint um, presentations on the computer. And The birthday day would come and it would go. And by the day after, I was already on to planning the next birthday party for the next 365 days or 364. But I loved just being around people. I loved connecting with people. I've always been a true extrovert. Even with my childhood complex that I got of not feeling like I was creative or good at art. And unfortunately, there's kind of a story that goes with that. Like one of my first forms of rejection was being in elementary school and my art teacher coming up and I was doing an art project in class and she walks up and says, whoa, hopefully you have other things that you're good at because art is not one of them. (sighs) 
whoa, was that a hard one to take in. It's so interesting to me the power that people have in their words. And some of you, whether you're a teacher or a parent, you're probably thinking like, oh my gosh, how could someone ever say that, right? A teacher, let alone to a child, let alone to anyone. You know, we could ask ourselves that. You know, that was a lie that I took on for a long time, but I did not realize till much later that I was creative. I had what it took. And I was upset at myself for allowing someone that I barely knew and their personal opinion to affect my path. For those of you who don't know, I work in makeup artistry and beauty and coaching now. And so it really took me a while to own my power and combat that lie because I had believed it for so long. I knew it like the back of my hand. You know, I didn't want to do painting with a twist because I wasn't artsy. I wasn't good at that stuff. I would suddenly go into like major anxiety because it was just never something. It was something I was kind of embarrassed by, honestly. I knew that I wasn't good at it and I wasn't going to develop it because it was not a natural born skill. And here's the thing. Do you remember being taught that? Like there was this weird notion or weird narrative that like you were supposed to focus on the things that you were good at and diminish the things that were not you were not skilled at. Like rather than learning it, rather than stretching yourself and expanding your skills, right? You were pretty much just taught, and maybe this is just me, but I feel like you were pretty much taught to like only focus on making your strengths bigger and don't even worry about your weaknesses. Like pretend that they don't exist. Don't let anyone know about them. It was just this weird mindset that you just picked up, right? But I've learned as an adult now that like if you want mastery, if you want excellence, if you want to be among the top of your industry, maxing out your natural born gifts or the things that you come to be good at, your strengths, is not going to cut it. So. I decided that in my 20s, I was going to be a lifetime learner. I was going to do everything that I possibly could do in my power to strengthen my skill set, to have a level of mastery in whatever I committed to do so that I could do it and steward it well. And it still is funny to me that the lie that I believed for so long, God ended up using to not only heal my own heart, but Now I work in the beauty industry, helping improve women's confidence, helping coach women to success, and specifically the beauty industry as a makeup artist, may I add. But when I walked away from corporate America at 21 years old and decided to go after my dream and being an entrepreneur, I was literally so afraid. So much of the time, I was so afraid of failure because I had just come out of making one of the biggest failures of my life. And I was also equally afraid of success. I was afraid of looking silly, like, oh my gosh, they have no idea what they're doing in front of others. And that sounds so crazy to me now. It's almost like cringy to admit because it caused me to overanalyze everything that I was doing and to not start so many things because I was so afraid of failing and I missed out on so much. But it's just time to like throw that all away because... Failing is inevitable, and it doesn't have to be on a large scale like me not finishing college, which, by the way, I did finish college. I had to take a class on my own for um, three months over the summer in order to get my degree, and I technically could have walked at graduation a year later with the class beneath me, but I literally chose not to. 
because I was so embarrassed, I did not want to show my face again. Right behind where I am sitting, recording this podcast at this very moment, is a life-size, larger-than-life, framed diploma and a reminder of my biggest failure right in my face every day. But you know what? I don't look at it as a reminder of failure. It reminds me that failure didn't disqualify me from my potential and how I could be used when I chose to take personal responsibility. Ten years later, the failure has value. And it was through the testing of my faith, patience, and a lot of maturing that I could see how God was at work in it. And it's in failing that we learn and become more of a resilient person. We build that grit. We develop and mature as a human being. You know, one of the core reasons I wanted to start this podcast was to tell the truth. And the truth is that you can have it all, but you better be willing to work your butt off and never give up. It's not sitting by the pool as an entrepreneur and it looks like you're barely working on social media. You know, I'm here to unveil the mess in the middle that success or any career, especially in my case, entrepreneurship, is a life by design. And there is a necessary growth period that so many people don't talk about. You know, we look at people online and in the social media world and we think that we're lacking something because we're living the life in the highlight reel and somehow we must have messed it up. Maybe they're just lucky. Everything just seems to happen for them. We just accept this narrative in this form of belief and that belief guides and drives our behavior. Whatever you believe, it's going to drive your behavior. If you feel like you're not enough, it's driving your behavior to do things that will keep you feeling like you're not enough. We feel like we need to grind, grind, grind to work through those first you know, few years and it'll be worth it. And I'm not saying that there isn't any ounce of truth to any of this, but more importantly, we need to realize that people barely ever post when they fail. They only post when they succeed. I want you to tell me the last time you saw someone on social media sharing a vulnerable post about how they had $10 in their bank account and they were wondering where their next sale or their next break was going to come from, how they were going to put gas in their car. Because I personally experienced that as an entrepreneur. And I want to share more of that. You know, you don't want to overshare. But what you do want to do is provide hope for the people that are in those situations because there's a real sense of raw truth that people can identify with. I can respect someone's full story because there was struggle. I personally know that it's virtually impossible to find success without failure, without struggle, without overcoming. So talking about when you fail, like when you fail, that doesn't make you inadequate to be used in an amazing way in this world. You know, John Maxwell says when a person fails, it's not that they lack ability, but they lack the emotional strength to understand that it isn't about them. You know, you need to understand that when you fail, the whole world doesn't care. You've got to pick yourself back up. You've got to get back in the game. No one is going to wait on you to get your act together and get back out there. You're not defined by your failure, but it's what you do with it and how you rise. It's not the opposite of success. I want to say that again. Failure is not 
the opposite of success. So before you do something, or maybe you're in the thick of it right now, get ready for failure. Anticipate that you will experience it. It's like the Lord says, we will experience and go through hard things. But what I like to do is imagine the worst case scenario. And I literally play it out in my mind all the way through to the end. And I like to do this because I want to learn to fail better. I failed so many times, and honestly, it's way too many to count. But whether you're running a business, starting a blog, if you're trying to get out of debt, maybe you're trying to get a promotion, you know, you have a fitness goal. I've learned so much more from the failure than I would have at any mountaintop moment. You know, what's the last thing that you failed at? And what did it teach you? Did it teach you that you didn't die? That you could get back up and try again? Did it teach you that people really weren't that concerned or even notice your own failure because they were too preoccupied and consumed by their own life? Because that's the truth. Are you resistant to go there in your mind? You know, I'm not because I've come to this perspective of grace for myself and I welcome the failure at this point because I know that it means I'm on my way. So stop comparing your beginning to someone's middle. Stop making assumptions that aren't true based on the lies that you have believed about yourself for far too long. Success is starting with failure. You know, we're so anxious not to draw a line under a decision that we regret that we end up causing so much more damage trying to erase it. Let's use the example of a poker player. They've just lost money. And now they're going to go to even greater lengths of making riskier bets than they normally would in an attempt to win back the money and erase the mistake. You guys, we do it all the time. In every industry, in every form of life, in every situation. It's what we know. But we need to fail forward because I want to give you some tangible tips and not just inspiration on this podcast. Like, how do we condition ourselves? Your ego might tell you that you're a failure, you're done. You know, I always do this, it never works for me. First off, speaking in absolutes is always going to be a trigger because it's going to revert back to your comfort and your same patterns. But your higher self needs to step in and say, it's never failure. It's only feedback. It's only lessons. Let's grow and go. How do we train ourselves to respond positively to failure when it hurts? It burns. Everyone is watching, or so it seems. You know, this funny thing happens in our brain. Like when we experience a win and we're on a high, our brains release endorphins, you know, dopamine, serotonin. Like these are the things that encourage you to go again at a task. But the problem is when we're experiencing failure, our brains are releasing that cortisol. And so obviously it's natural, it's biological that it leaves us with feelings that we're not accepted, that we're not safe. We are in danger, right? So the problem is, over time, the more that you are failing, and it's giving you those messages of not being accepted, not being safe, it's increasing the connections of those neural pathways, like from one to the other, right? So that's why we dwell on the outcomes 
of those situations and those neural pathways that have become so much stronger. We need to flip it. For every positive thing that somebody says, we most of the time will only dwell and reflect on the negative. Like somebody could tell us 10 positive things, but then if someone tells us one negative thing, that is what we will dwell on. So we come to this conclusion that it's necessary to rewire those pathways. You know, that frequent recognition feedback causes our brain to release dopamine and kind of create like those feelings of satisfaction and increased motivation, more perseverance and positivity. But we've got to figure out how do we get our brains to get there? So like, have you ever rewired your brain's expectations? Because this is something I've worked on for a while. So I'm just going to share my personal experience. Start with things that you're looking forward to so that you can start to build your muscle and start rewiring. So something that kind of helps me is evaluating my stress. If I make a list of current stressors that I'm under, I put them into two categories. On one side, I have the stresses in my life that I have control over. On the other side, the ones that I clearly don't have control over, although I wish I did. You know, this visual is also helpful for me to see because it's a simple exercise that instead of being so overwhelmed, I get everything put out on paper. And I can take one thing off of that list on the side of the I can control, and I can come up with a small step, any type of small action, and that would bring my brain back to a positive and more productive mindset. Your failure is not the end of you. And guess what? If you're an entrepreneur, the only way that you fail is if you quit altogether. Your failure is not based on whether someone purchased a product from you or not. Or you tried to push your business forward in some level of action and you faced rejection. I'd bet you that no one actually got in your face and said, you're a failure, you never do anything right. Or I hope to God no one did that. But it was still a little bit too easy to let that thought take up residence in your heart and in your mind, wasn't it? And unfortunately, in the world that we live in today, It's actually supported when you decide to walk away from a business without barely even getting started. Maybe because you found that it was too hard. You know, I have people say, it's not for me or it didn't work for me. And I'm like, well, you didn't work it. We are so accustomed to people quitting things and trying to call it failure that we actually support people in staying comfortable. If we don't feel comfortable stepping out ourselves. So remember that when you go to step out to start something new, remember that anybody that is negative about it or tries to tell you that you shouldn't, be honest with yourself and take a step back and ask, would I trade places with this person? Would they even be the type of person that would take risks and step out and try something new? Or are they somebody that enjoys comfort? And you know what? That is okay because. Not everybody wants to stretch, and that's perfectly fine. But some of the best advice I've ever been given is be very careful not to take advice from people you would not want to switch places with. And I don't say this in a bad way, but I more so say to use this as a guide. Use it as a guide that not all of your decisions have to be approved by other people. The truth is, is that when you step out to start a business, let's just use this as a perfect example, not everyone will be supportive. Not everyone will be excited and ready to buy your product or to support you and share with their friends. Not everybody's going to get it. And you know what? 
I think that because we are so accustomed to quitting and calling it failure, it's the reason why people don't bother jumping on board half the time to support when they have a feeling you might just quit. Don't be that person that they're expecting. Be the one that decides you are going to figure it out because someone needs to see you fail forward. Someone needs to see you fail forward to success so that they believe they can do it too. Sometimes they need you to fail publicly and get back up so that they can see how strong and capable you truly are. And that gives them the courage to overcome their own mistakes and failures. I had to plug into God so much when it came to dwelling on my past failures. But in that three months, which was the most sad, pathetic, lonely three to four months of my life, when everything I knew from my college career suddenly vanished. It was like one day I had friends and the next day no one was talking to me. I think people didn't know what to say or they didn't know the truth about the situation or what had happened. And I was too immature and too lost and too worried about my ego to say what had really happened and to speak up for myself. I'm so glad that I got over myself. I'm so glad that I went through that experience. As hard as that is to say, I have to bite my tongue. I'm so glad I came out on the other side of that experience. I'm so glad that I pressed into my faith, that that was a pivotal moment, that I chose to do life differently. I chose to make different decisions for myself. I reevaluated and became way more aware of the fact that I was doing things that were so not like the person that I thought myself to be. But guess what? You have the opportunity to change at any time. You can't change someone else. You can change yourself. But first, you need to be aware that changes need to be made. Have the courage to face those fears. Have the courage to fail forward. All right, friends, I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, would you send it to a friend who could be encouraged or share it on social and tag me so I can personally thank you for sharing the sweet sauce. For more episodes, check out and subscribe to Courage Queen Podcast where we share fresh perspectives and stories of people who have the guts to be vulnerable and grow through what they go through. You can also join the conversation on Instagram at Courage Queen Pod. As always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up.